Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 180. They were going to talk about something that you've heard me reference many, many times, but it dawned on us that uh, quite a few of you probably don't even know the backstory. So we're going to talk about the white ball era in the world of softball, something that Coach Don and I started off with that uh, disappeared a long time ago. But just to kind of give you a little bit of a, a walk down memory lane about some things that have definitely changed and drastically changed about the game. Before we get into that, though, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And as always, please make sure you take advantage of that EFP20 discount, whether you're ordering a bat, ball, bat, glove, bag, whatever it is that's on the Anderson website. Um, anything you order when you, when you check out, enter that EFP20 discount. It's going to save you 20% and it helps support everything fast pitch at the same time. I also want to say, if you're in a position where you can, become a patron. We definitely need more patrons. We're very excited. We have two new patrons this week, Matt Schrader and Elena Garvin. I really do appreciate both of you coming on board and becoming patrons. We keep sneaking up closer and closer to the break-even point. Um, if we can have a year in 2023 like we had in 2022 where we can uh, add another pile of people as patrons, this podcast can actually uh, start uh, breaking even and uh, um, be something that we can sustain forever. So um, it's a very exciting thing when we see new patrons come on board. So we just really want to say thank you to Matt and Elena. And also, if uh, you're in a position where you can, if you see value in what we're doing, go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. It's five, 10 or $20 a month. And Coach Don and I really need the help um, to make sure that we can keep the podcast alive and, and keep it going and growing and keep doing the stuff we want to do with it. So, Don, once upon a time, way back in the long, long time ago days. It doesn't seem that far back. But it, but it does in some ways it, seem like forever ago. But it is. When I first started coaching, at the high school level, and then my very first couple of years in the college game, we played with the white softball. So just for anybody who needs a little history lesson, because most of us... Sounds crazy. Yeah, most of us, uh, especially any, anybody much younger than me, has never really seen it, Never, definitely never seen it in fast pitch. And so to me, it was just something I thought was kind of a fun idea to talk about, kind of give everybody a little bit of perspective, because the game back then... Kind of like a baseball, but bigger, right? Yeah, was, but it, the game was so different compared oh, to what sure. it is now. Yeah. So, quick little glance back into history. It was a Dudley softball. It was a leather cover, but it had a cork center. So you can imagine how few times that ball got hit before it started to soften up and, and get a little squishy and make it really, really difficult for the hitters to do much with. But, oh, was it hot? It was not when I first started coaching. It was as dead as dead could be. Oh, okay. And so the good news was that if you liked pitching and you liked strikeouts and you liked the quote-unquote traditional game of fast-pitch softball where you'd play 15, 16, 18 innings, it would be a one-to-nothing game, um, and it would usually be determined on a sacrifice fly or an error by the shortstop as much as it would be on a big hit or a, Throw away on a, a, bunt. Yeah, a big crazy uh, yeah. offensive surge. 
But it was a way different game. So it was a white leather ball with white seams. The pitchers pitched from 40 feet in the college game at that point in time. I think they did in high school uh, back then also. I was going to say, and pitchers think about this. It wasn't, wasn't a raised seam. Yeah, oh, no, it was it was like slippery almost. It was like you, sure. you could feel them, but you not, nothing at all like the modern softball. Basically, though, the good news for the pitchers was because it was white seam, white ball, because of the distance they were pitching from, you couldn't see what the ball was doing when it got pitched. And so you know, when you look back on those days, uh, you know, pitchers' records and ERAs and things like that, some of the numbers that you see are almost shocking. You know, ERAs of 0.003 and things like that, where pitchers would go an entire year and give up a, a single earned run or two or three would be like you know, uh, normal for a lot of the high-level pitchers. But the hitters, it was a whole other world. It was definitely a challenge to have success. You know, when you look at somebody who hit well back in those days, you better you know tip a cap and and have some perspective on how amazing they were to hit those quality of pitchers in that era with that white ball with white seams. Tori, what about forty feet too? Yeah, the 40, 40 feet made it a whole other world too. I, I mean, that made it tough for the batters as well because you think about not having much time. Right. That was uh, that was a huge thing. And then none of the other advantages you were talking about and the contrast in the ball and the seam, and it was pretty tough times. But think about time limits and things like that that we work through now. If there were time limits, it would just be nothing, nothing games, period. Yeah. I know that uh, one of the biggest things then, you know, it forced the game and it really required the game to be played so much differently you know bunting was a big big thing because the chances of somebody actually hitting a double and driving in a runner from first base it just didn't happen that often we were forcing people into making plays right and making yeah. good throws yeah and yeah. you know a lot of the hitting technology things that people were teaching hitters to do was much more about just trying to put the ball in play you know just trying to hit it on the ground and make the other team play defense um, versus uh, having you know a ton of strikeouts and so the game has changed like 180 degrees from back then to now. But I think it's important for everybody to kind of understand where the game came from. When I, when I first started coaching, the hitters were not even required to wear helmets. That's how long ago that was. <laughs> I hadn't gone that far back, but I know. And you mentioned, too, the technology. How about the bottle bats? Do you yep. remember a bottle bat? Yep. I mean, it was basically a, a barrel that was all the way down until it tapered for your handle. Right, just above the handle. And again, the idea was you, you didn't more have to hit it good, just as more, long as you hit it, something some good more, could happen. We need some more contact area. Right. But it's just kind of funny when you think about it. You know, and of course, that was early aluminum days. Now, there were some bats back in the early days that were pretty high performing, but the ball was so dead um, and the pitchers had so many advantages. It was just hard to, to do a lot with it from a hitter's perspective. And so an awful lot of one to nothing games, a lot of games that were almost, they were exciting and tense to play in, but in some cases it was almost anticlimactic because it didn't seem like now when you watch a game, it's very likely that you're going to see somebody get a big hit in the bottom of the seventh inning and drive in a couple of runs and knock in the, the, the game winner and everybody's going to be jumping and screaming and, and you know, flying out of the dugouts to be, to be celebrating what they just saw. Because the hitters are actually doing that on a fairly regular basis. But way back when, that didn't happen very often. And I would tell you for probably 50% of the games that we won in my early coaching career, and probably lost too, it would come down to somebody would get a leadoff walk or a leadoff hit. They'd get bunted over to second. And then 
as you said, you know, somebody would throw away a bunt or shortstop would make a bad throw. Who's going to make the um, first mistake? Right. It was yeah. it was much more about not making mistakes than it was about doing something positive. And so the game had a lot of uh, built-in tension to it because when you're playing 15, 16 innings all the time, you know, and the game's going, you know, three up, three down, three up, three down, you know that when something happens, it's a big deal. Nothing about my recollection of what those days were like makes me want to go back to those days. And that's the thing that I think sometimes, you know, uh, us old people have to, it's just kind of human nature, you know, well, back in my day, things were so much better than they are now. And I do that with some things, but I definitely don't do that when I think about the fun and enjoyment and excitement around around the, the great game of fast pitch softball. No, I think it's exciting the way it's progressed. And again, everything's been to make it more exciting, both to play and, you know, to spectate. And, right, and that that's exciting for sure. the The optic yellow ball. I mean, when when that first happened, it was like, "Wow, this is crazy! How yeah. how can we do this?" And then you actually got one in your hand, and you felt it, and you could feel the seams, and um, you know, some were really raised, and it was like, "We're really going to be able to get a great grip on this and create more spin." But it's really turned into a fun thing where uh, performance bats and offensive games to watch or, right. or and, and training and stuff like that for hitters yeah. and offensive players is, is you the, know, improved there's a chance so the yeah. three the three more feet made a big difference right uh you know gave gave the hitters an advantage for a little while yeah, yeah. well and the one thing too that i think really uh changed as as the game has developed when i first started coaching softball was predominantly a game for that five foot three five foot four defensive specialist type of player um, you know, somebody that could, you know, really, really do a great job defensively, obviously because of the way the game was played, you know, that, that was a big part of it. You know, if you could keep them from scoring, you could have, a, you would always have a chance to to get in the game, but then something changed. And again, you know, with the yellow ball and his offense became much more of a, a big part of the, the sport that now you started seeing bigger kids, stronger kids, more athletic kids, bigger, you know, athletes that, uh, you know, probably are, are in a position where they can change the game with one swing of the bat, whereas back in the day, the one swing of the bat didn't lead to uh, very many big things happening. Sure. No, I think, uh, again, big athletes can do some big things. It doesn't right. mean that smaller ones can't, because you know that's obviously not true, but uh, you're right. It's It's gone from that speedster bunt and run to the big strong athletes so yeah yeah so a lot of things have changed obviously the white ball is something that uh, most of you have never seen and and certainly um have not had the opportunity to experience the most amazing thing i ever saw was when i first started coaching at uw parkside i went and watched a high school game in uh, illinois that was a 28 inning one to nothing softball game that's just hard to endure yeah it, it took like six hours for them to play and both teams the girl who started pitching finished the game and it was you know just the the most nerve-wracking but also kind of i guess anticlimactic thing because it just felt like it was never going to end and of course how did it end somebody made an error in the bottom of the 28th yeah and somebody else wins the game and so those kinds of things you could still see it happen now but i think it's pretty unlikely and of course as as the game has changed the way we coach it has changed a lot too. And so I think one of the things that uh, for our listeners of Coach Prep, when Coach Don and I start reminiscing about the old days or things that we've seen or, or you know what we like or don't like about how the game has changed, just wanted you to understand how far back we really go. Because you know, for many of the people that are listening to us right now, they have no idea what the game even looked like back then. And so 
Um, it's it's just an exciting thing to see all the growth and the development. And I think the moral to the story from our for all of our coaches is that it's a very clear indicator that uh, this game is going to continue to grow and develop, evolve, yeah. and and change. And uh, all of us as coaches need to keep our foot on the uh, on the gas and keep trying to learn new things and trying to expand our knowledge base and and keep getting better and better at what we're doing because uh, the next change is just around the corner. Who knows for sure what it's going to be? I don't think it will be as drastic as what we've seen. Um, but it definitely uh, is going to be something that's going to make the game even a little bit better than it is now. No, I think it's a lot of fun for sure, Tori, watching it change and uh, a lot of good things happening. It's going to be a fun season this year. Yeah, no doubt about that. It already has been. So that's going to wrap up episode number 180. Thank you very much for listening. As always, please support our sponsor, the Anderson Bat Company. Use that EFP20 discount. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website and order your Square Cuts training discs. If you have questions, suggestions, ideas, anything you would like to share with us, uh, please make sure you email us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. And then, as always, Coach Don and I want us to talk about stuff that you're interested in. So if you have ideas or suggestions, make sure you shoot them to us. So uh, for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.